This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. I feel unhappy. a song about the, a dog? <laughs> no. Oh, she was my woman. There yes. you go. Yes. I love her so. This song blows me away. Because somebody said, I want you to listen to this song at a particular moment in yeah. my life. And this part, I, I almost like started crying when I heard this part. I'm going through oh, this is uh, a cover. Yeah. Why am I blanking on uh, the song that I would know? Like, who does the version I would know? Um, Like a rock song? You're not thinking about Bowie, are you? No. Yeah. I don't know. Is it Black Sabbath? Yeah, Yeah, Black Sabbath. It's Black Sabbath. I'm going through changes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah! That's not a, oh, whoops. Um, that's not, who, it's got to be the Black Sabbath version first. Do you think? Yeah. Yeah, this guy didn't invent the song. He covered it. Oh, man. It sounds like the original version, doesn't it? Uh, He's got like a super old school vibe. It doesn't sound anything like the original, but the words are the same because it's a cover. Uh, Black Sabbath must have done that in what, the 80s, 70s? Oh, early uh, 70s, I think. It okay. was like 71, 72-ish. Yeah, this guy came out with this song in 2016. Man, so. when you see the album cover and like just his style, he looks super old school. But I'll tell you the story behind that song. So my husband and I buy a cabin in the woods over the holidays, and uh, it was just like this super meaningful moment. The first night we were there, we were outside, the stars were in the sky, we saw a shooting star at the same time. Mm-hmm. And our real estate agent knew it was our first night there. And he sent us a text. He's like, guys, listen to this song right now while you're there. And the two of us were just like, oh my God, this is crazy. Then, yeah, then what? I see him two days later, yeah, and he gives me this song on vinyl, like as a gift. So now it's framed at our place. Is that weird or is that amazing? To me, it sounds like he's like, What am I gonna do with this record? And they're like, (laughs) I know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna tell them to listen to this song, I'm gonna make it meaningful to them, and then I'll give them the album as though I just went and picked it up. Well, you know, this would work for anyone who just bought a house, too, which is kind of funny. Like, yeah, yeah. he probably probably has a stack of 30 of the albums (laughs) right beside him that he uses. I mean, if he does that, good for him because it obviously worked on you guys. 
guys. Oh, my God. No, it was genuine. It was 100% genuine. You think that he literally thought of this song only for you guys? Yes. And then went out and sourced the vinyl of some obscure artist yes. that nobody else has heard of? Yes. Oh, you're naive. Well, no, I am not naive. This guy is a friend. Yeah. He comes by our bar all the time and appreciates the music. So I think he knew that that would play into the kind of music that we like. Okay. Okay. And then he told us to listen to that song. And I said to him later, I'm like, I got to tell you, that was awesome. I told him how meaningful it was for me to hear that song. And then I was listening to it on repeat. And then he presented me with the, the vinyl oh, version okay. of it. Bundus. Do you even have a record player? What a guy. And I said to myself, if Tucker needs a real estate agent, I'm going to recommend this guy. Yeah. Because you always say that there's a higher level of douchebaggery often found in, in that, that industry. industry. That industry has a lot of douchebags, just like car sales has a lot of douchebags. Not you, everybody, when, obviously. Not everyone, though. just a higher uh, percentage of douchebags in that industry versus others. Um, but yeah, every now and then you come across someone who's great. And that's why when you find someone great, you end up telling everybody, you know, about, Oh, I got the best. You got to go call this guy. Remember that, uh, that guy I was telling you about who I bought my car from. Yes, I had like this horrible experience (laughs) at a car dealership. And then I found this guy who works at this Acura dealership in Burlington. I ended up just, he was no bullshit. Just Mm -hmm. gave me a good price Mm -hmm. over the phone. I went, I made a deal with him, I bought a car. I told a a friend about him and they called him, made a deal with him, bought a car. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) it feels good when you find someone that you trust and like and then uh, you know, you get you give a recommendation and the other people feel good about it too, you know? Yes, you call that a straight shooter. I just appreciate a straight (laughs) shooter. No bullshit. I had a great real estate agent when I moved to Toronto in 2015. Oh, did you? Yeah. How did you find your agent? Just uh, through referrals? Through a friend who had done a little bit of work with him. Like they hadn't actually bought or sold with him, but they had gone around. They were toying with moving. Yeah. And said that he was like just a straight shooter, really nice guy. Doug Adler, shout out. Um, he found us a house in a day. Like we literally looked at, I think, 10 houses our first day. We put in an offer the next day and bought a house. He made a ton of dough off like... That's great. Basically, I don't know, seven hours work. <laughs> but because I think he uh, he felt almost like it was so quick, he ended up, as a thank you gift, giving us a check with really? a bunch of money. <gasps> Well, that is a straight to be shooter. like, uh, go buy a TV or go buy a fridge or yeah. go do something. Like it was, uh, it was significant, and yes. it was. He just was like, he, that was the easiest home sale almost ever in my career. We bought a house in less than twenty four hours with him, Amazing. or about twenty four hours. Amazing. Yeah, there should be some kickback when it happens because I know uh, with some people, you're going to be house shopping for a year. And you're going out yeah. a couple times a month, going, looking at houses. And if you're in the GTHA, you know, you're covering a lot of ground. It's not like you're hitting one neighborhood. You could be over here, then over there. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. The gift is if you're an agent and you get a lot of listings and you get the listing and you're in a popular area and you know it's going to sell within five days, no matter what. Right. Like all those signs you see sold over asking and you're just like, well, of course, because it's the hottest neighborhood. And you priced it low. And you priced it a little too low to get a bidding (laughs) war. So you get it over asking. Every time I see one of those sold for over asking, I'm like, oh, I guess you weren't asking enough. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) Makes me kind of mad. But I once had a real estate agent that every single place we go to, and I'm usually seeing fixer uppers, 
she would just be like, you can paint. You can paint over that. You can paint. I don't like when people point out the obvious. Like, yeah, I know I can paint. I, yes, we will paint. Or um, <laughs> what happened to me with my first home, we had a real estate agent that talked us into a house by giving us misinformation Ooh. about the cost of a reno. That's we were, not cool. We were looking for, uh, in London, we were looking for a four-bedroom home. We wanted to have our own bathroom. Uh, at the like time, a, like a master suite, like a master bath? suite. At the yeah. time, you could find that for like three hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars or a little less. Yeah, and we found a house, and it only had three bedrooms and one bathroom upstairs. Mm. We said, "Well, we kind of want four, but we loved the house and everything else about it." And he goes, "You know what? You can do." It's like look down the road, see that house. It was the, it was a subdivision, so every fourth house was the same. Mm-hmm. They built an addition over the garage. They put in a bedroom and a bathroom there, mm. and you can do the same. I'm like, "What would that cost?" He's like, "Ah, twenty twenty five thousand." Mm. I was like, "Great." So now we're in that price range. We get everything we want. We'll mm-hmm. do a mortgage plus improvements. Mm-hmm. We're gonna put it. We're gonna buy the house and we're gonna do the renovation right away. Love it. Great. And until we started pricing out what it would cost to do that renovation. How much? Instead of twenty twenty five, we were hearing fifty, sixty, sixty five thousand. We're like, oh well, now we're gonna spend more. On this renovation, our house won't even be worth that if we sell it, you know, yeah, a year from now. Totally. But we bought that house with that in mind. We were like, okay, we're doing it. We pulled the trigger on it. The guy was shit. full of shit. If there's one thing a real estate agent should know would be things like how much it would cost to make a renovation. Yeah, you know and you I mean? always want to price it up too. He was just telling us all the things that like, oh yeah, don't worry about it. You could do this. Mm-hmm, he just mm-hmm. wanted to make the sale. I find like every renovation, you should always just say $100,000. Because you also don't know what you're going to find. Every renovation, $100,000. $100, you want to renovate? $100,000. <laughs> or if it's like, you want to renovate? Uh, why don't we just find a house that fits your needs instead of having to buy a house you have to renovate to get there right knowing there's a big question mark on how much it's going to cost another total douchebag real estate agent move was while we were shopping for that same house Mm -hmm. we came across another house that we liked a lot so much so we visited it three times Okay, we went in there three different times. In a span of like, what, a week? Uh, a couple of weeks. Like okay. we saw it once and then we're like, let's go back to that house in that session. And then uh, we went back a third time. Okay. Pretty serious. Third time. Third time we were just trying to seal the deal. Oh, sorry. We didn't end up being able to see it the third time because the person who had the listing sold it without telling us that they had an offer for it. So we saw it twice. We wanted to see it a third time just to like firm up. We were going to put in an offer. And then we find out that the agent, knowing that we'd been in there twice, normally the move would be as an agent representing sellers, Mm -hmm. you'd say, oh, we have an offer. Anybody Uh, else. Anybody else? Because, oh, by the way, we saw you came in here twice. If you're serious about this house, they should be hustling, right? To get multiple offers. Yes. This guy didn't say a word. He was, it was all fucking crickets. (laughs) And you know why? Because he sold it to his own client. He had another client. Oh my God. And he wanted double commission. (gasps) So he got double commission on that home sale because he didn't tell us about it. We would have put in an offer. You've you had know? some bad experiences. Oh my God. I can. T- I know more bad experiences than I do good experiences, which is why I stand by the fact that I think a lot of the 
real estate agents out there are douchebags. <laughs> there's a high, not all of them. There's a, no. there's some good ones. There, yeah. And if you find a good one, don't let them go. Yeah, yeah. And tell people about them. Well, I got a good one for you. Yeah, they're going to be sending me vinyl. Not only did he give me vinyl yeah. and a really meaningful song, yeah. which could apply to anyone who was moving yeah, and yeah, going yeah. through changes. changes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I did appreciate that. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah. He also hooked us up with a mattress. His parents were downsizing their king size bed. He's like, hey, my parents are getting rid of their very nice mattress. Do you want it? So as a bonus, <laughs> he gave he, us a mattress. He, he helped his parents get rid of an old mattress. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <Win>. <laughs> Win. He helped his parents get rid of <laughs> yeah, an old yeah. It's honestly the nicest mattress. It's so nice. When I get into that bed, I'm like, ooh. That's I would another ne- thing I can't do either. I can't I can't sleep in someone else's mattress. I'd have a hard time with that unless Guys, I was really hard up. Just put down um like a new mattress pad on top of the mattress and boom. Did you do that? Yeah. Okay. I bought I bought a new mattress pad for it. But like new new bed linens. I mean, it's one thing in a hotel room when you're spending like a night there. You can get by it, but like that's your bed. You're gonna be in there all the time. Like who knows how many times someone smashed in that bed before you. And yeah. now you're like in that bed every day. I don't mind it. Like, I, don't, why, I, mean, I don't really care. You don't know the real story it. of why his parents wanted to get rid of that bed. <laughs> oh, <laughs> what's the real story? Someone uh, pooped their pants in it. Somebody <laughs> died in it. Somebody, I don't know. They were downsizing. He said he would have They glad. were downsizing because someone died. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. We've had a death. We don't need such a big mattress. There's only one person sleeping on the it. The real now. estate agent said he would have taken it himself had he been able to fit a king into his bedroom. Yeah. Wait, and by the way, the entire family, big fans of the show. Oh, well, Since then the I take real- it all back. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Big fans, since the uh, real estate agent took us on, they're all listening. So there you go. (laughs) I don't know. I just appreciated that he went that extra mile. And I think it's cool when you can be involved in someone's like life transition Mm -hmm. and how cool to present them with a song. You know, that's going above and beyond. That's creating like a vibe for someone. Yeah. Creating a vibe is nice. Do you have do you even have a record player, though? I used to have two. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So now, and I you think have I none? do. I think I have one d- uh, still um, in my uh, furnace room. Okay. But, uh, does it work? No, 
I need it to be repaired. My daughter got a turntable for Christmas. Oh yeah, like one of those ones in the suitcases. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm but like a about... more modern one. Like it's it's newer and it comes with a Bluetooth. Uh, it has speakers and you can Bluetooth to the speakers. Oh, awesome. Yeah, it doesn't sound that good. Oh, it's I, no first, good. Well, the first thing I did was because we bought her one album to start, mm-hmm. which was a Taylor Swift album. I put the needle on the record, and the first thing you hear is like the. I'm like, who needs this? It's cool. It's like a little novelty. Yeah. It's kind of fun starting it, but then I don't know. I'm Do you have not to a... plug it into something, well, or can you like take it on a picnic? No, it's got to be plugged in. It oh. needs power. It's not rechargeable. Okay. I feel like certain types of music are suited better to vinyl than others. Like I don't really care to listen to like new pop music like a Taylor Swift or, mm, or something yeah. like that on vinyl but if you were to pull out a Led Zeppelin album or an old Beatles album or a Stones album or it just anything vintage old school R&B old school blues standards and listen mm-hmm. to that on vinyl yeah. the crackle and the warmth in it and For the sure. way that it was recorded because it was recorded analogly onto tape like there's there's some really interesting uh, details that you hear on a vinyl recording and music like that versus something that's, that's already what people been say. Oh, you definitely do. <laughs> yeah. But all this new stuff is all digitally recorded and it's compressed to shit before it even comes out that you're not you're not really you're not really gonna notice any of that that fine detail unless something is properly recorded for vinyl. Mm. Like but then ask yourself this like how often are you listening to just one artist nonstop? Like I get there's very few people I want to hear eight songs in a row from or totally. seven songs. Yeah. I just get lazy. I wouldn't wouldn't want to be like, oh time to change the record and do all that stuff. That's why you get a record player is to put an album on. Yeah. You it's, know it's yeah. not meant for singles. And, and the no. only way with today's music. The yeah. only way to hear the difference would be to put headphones on and listen to it with headphones pretty loud mm-hmm. and then maybe but when it's like ambient noise in a room give me a break thank you radio or <laughs> streaming services <laughs> my sister has a, a record player up at their cottage and uh, like their old 1970s record collection yeah and uh you know what it's sitting there collecting dust because they have their mp3 player yeah. And they're streaming and, and that just takes care of that. If it was so much better to listen to this uncompressed whatever, you know, uh, that service that Jay-Z was behind, Tidal, would have taken off. But you have to be such an audiophile to appreciate that, that for most people, you can't even tell the difference, you know? I totally Because that agree. was what Tidal was about. It was supposed to bring this higher quality audio that would uh, be way better than listening to music on MP3. I mean, Neil Young had something like that too at one point. Yeah, I don't know he, if he's still behind it, but that I'm not sure either. But I don't when you when you're talking about digital files, I really don't think that you're gonna hear a huge difference, and I don't think most people care enough. But when you're talking about vinyl and specifically music that was recorded analogly back in the day, it's when you get an album like Exile on Main Street and you sit down and you put it on from top to bottom and you're drinking, mm. you know, a scotch and you're just listening to the vinyl in the background, mm. you're smoking a cigar and you're just that's that's what you're doing. You're having an experience. Yeah. It's, and actually, do you I- smoke cigars in your condo? Uh, on my patio, not oh, in my okay. condo. Yeah. yeah, I've actually been thinking about not having that technology available at our little cabin, just making it like a record player potentially. Like we've already started because we don't have a microwave. Well, so, the microwave. <laughs> the no, microwave. There's no microwave, guys. <laughs> so it's a little, you know, it's different. We're not. Uh, Matt bought some uh, microwave popcorn the other day. I'm like, what are you doing? 
You don't have a microwave. You gotta go make old. it in a pot. We gotta go old school, buddy. Yeah. Which I kind of like. So maybe I will go like that route for the cabin, like just a record no, player. Don't do the <laughs> non-microwave thing. It's such a pain in the ass when you're somewhere and there's no microwave. Really? Like you want to feed something to your kid. I just heat just it up in a pan. Uh, it's not that big of a deal not having a microwave. They're not even expensive to buy. You can get one for a hundred bucks. 150 bucks. Get one on Kijiji for 20. Yeah, 20 bucks. I'm sure I could find yeah, one. Yeah, exactly. What about like an air popcorn machine? You have one of those? Oh, I love those. Oh, or what about what like the Jiffy Pop? You don't need that. You use a <laughs> I I make I don't I, make, I don't buy microwave popcorn. I make it in a pot in my house. It yeah. takes 5 minutes. Yeah, what about like a Jiffy Pop though? Remember the one that like it's, it's like a It's awful. It's awful? Jiffy Pop, I use it on the boat. Because it's just easy to store all, you know, you don't have to have a separate thing of oil and popcorn and all that. Mm -hmm. It it tastes like processed. Does it? Yeah. It's not the same as making like stovetop popcorn. The air machines are fine, but you don't need that if you can use a pot, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's just another appliance you got to store. Yeah. But a microwave, don't skip out on that. Especially if you're going to Airbnb this place eventually. That'd be so annoying. No oh, microwave? In the microwave. Well, there's no microwave. <laughs> oh yeah, the woman wants this to be an authentic cabin. <laughs> How far are you going to go with that? I think I'm going to have go- Wi-Fi. You can have Wi-Fi. Oh, well, we have Wi-Fi now. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. We also have one of those like illegal like channel hookup things. I've got every channel that you could ever want. I have no idea how long it's going to last for. So it's definitely not an analog experience. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no microwave, so it's authentic. It's like being in a cabin and no MP3 players to Listen, use the I, Wi-Fi that they have streaming through the place. I just know. <laughs> the I just hypocrisy know. here is killing me. Well, we just got it. Set up quick. I don't know if we're gonna stick with this, but nah. yeah, 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 yeah. you know. I suspect no. Not if. Oh, no devices for your kid either, right? No devices. <laughs> Got to play outside and get your hands dirty. Yeah. Oh, this is the other version. Yeah, playing a little Black Sabbath here. Different vibe though. wonder if he's ever uh, given a vinyl copy of this version of the song to one of his clients. Depending on the person, right? Yeah. Like, you might get this version. I like my version better. Yeah, no, it is a cool version. Truth is, I didn't, I lost where the other one was. Oh. Yeah. Oh, well. Oh, well. Thanks for checking out this podcast. And uh, don't forget to subscribe if you have that option available yeah. to you. you living in an analog world. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do it if you're at the cabin. If you're at the cabin, forget about if it. If you want that song, by the way, yeah, you can follow me on Spotify. I'm starting a playlist called The Cabin. <laughs> you can check it out. Yeah. It's it so out. she knows what albums to buy when she's at the final <laughs> shop, right? 